Welcome back to the Hill Turn Podcast. It's your guy, Devin Crimes Jr., bringing you another NXT 2.0 review. And we might as well just get right down to business here. It started off with a Miz TV segment. That's right, a Miz TV segment on NXT 2.0. And before I get started, I thought WWE was just going to, like, sprinkle some main roster guys here and there, but no, they just said, you know what? I give you one, I give you two, I give you three. Matter of fact, I give you four. You know, I'll speak on the ones that, well, I guess five. Yeah, five, although the fifth one probably should stay, but I'll get to that later. We kicked off Miz TV, obviously hosted by The Miz. His special guests were the NXT champion Dolph Ziggler and his partner, Robert Roode. The Dirty Dogs, and they pretty much just had like a good old veteran main roster kickback on NXT, you know, and they were saying Braun Breaker wasn't going to be there because he came earlier and Dolph Ziggler wasn't there, so I guess he didn't stay left. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I would have saw he wasn't there. I would be like, all right, I'm waiting on him then. I don't know if he went to go to Burger King or something and just never came back. Maybe his stomach had some problems and who knows. But they said he wasn't going to be there, and pretty much they were just gloating. And my guy, L.A. Knight, comes out, and he pretty much was like, hey, I had a, you know, because he had a confrontation with them previously, I think a few months ago, either before the Royal Rumble, somewhere around that time. So he's no stranger to them. To them. So this made sense for this confrontation we were going to get. And... They just did the old main roster. Oh, you're not a superstar yet. You're not this yet. And he's like, oh, you're right. I'm a megastar. That's right. I'm not no superstar. I'll take you any day. And so the match was made. I was surprised that it just happened that fast. But LA Knight got a title shot for the NXT championship against Dolph Ziggler in the main event of NXT. I was excited for that. I really like LA Knight. I feel like with a few, uh, just a, some work. I definitely feel like he, he's definitely ready for the main roster. I can see him on SmackDown, really. And I was, I'm excited he was able to get that opportunity. We leave from there, and we were going straight into the North American ladder match, qualifying matches. That was a lot to say. <laughs> and we had Cameron Grimes taking on Santos Escobar. And this match, I, I was it was really good. It was really high. Uh, High speed type of match. You know, these guys can get around the ring. They can get around each other. It was that type of match. And Cameron Grimes could not pull it out as he took the loss to Santos Escobar. And Santos Escobar is now added to the NXT North American Championship 
ladder match. So Cameron Grimes is going to have to either figure something out, figure some type of way to get in that match, or maybe another match at Stand and Deliver. Because right now, he ain't going to be there. Like he said, he'll be watching it at home. So we'll see where he goes. And Cora Jade obviously got her and Raquel got eliminated from the Dusty Rose Classic last week. Mostly because Toxic Attraction took out Raquel with a pipe or whatever it was. So she's out. Cora Jade is out. Not out with injury, but out for revenge. And I don't know what she was on this whole night. Setting traps for, you know, each member of Toxic Attraction. And my whole thing was she could have just easily just whacked somebody with a steel chair and took the belt from them or something like that. You would have got the same result. But instead, we got these things where she's hanging the championship off whatever. They go to reach for it. Now they're locked into a cage or something. And later on, they go for it, the championship on a dumpster. They go in there, and then she closes the dumpster with a forklift. Like You could have just hit them with a chair or something or just elbow, whatever, and then took the belt and left. Because at the end of this, when I get towards the end, it made no sense. And... I don't know. I'm not going to mess with it because obviously I don't want to be walking to my car and I think I know I'm locked inside a dumpster somewhere outside a subway or something. So there's that. And bang, all of that going on. Basically, we had Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray pretty much saying how they're going to take over. They're going to win the entire thing of the Dusty Rose Classic. And you have Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu, which I just, I, I like, I want to like Wendy Chu, but I just can't. Especially when, like, the first thing that comes out of her mouth is, oh, I like orange Slurpees. Okay. And, like, I see you drinking it, so obviously you must like it, because who drinks something they don't like? But I, I don't know. The whole pajama thing is not for me, but... We'll see next week. If they win the whole thing, then I guess with that gimmick, maybe she can go places. Will she go places with the crowd at some point? That is to be seen because I don't feel like that's a gimmick that you can be won over for so long with. Like, I don't even know how you could be a heel with that. Like, all you do is sleep. I'm supposed to be afraid of you or something. I'm supposed to be supposed to think you're a menace to society, which you could be, but that's another topic. Man. We go to the NXT 2.0 debut of A-Kid, fresh from NXT UK, as he was taking on Kushida. This match, it was a lot like that Cameron Grimes-Santos-Escobar match. And I only say that because of the speed of the match. You know, their guys, those their size, you know, they can just roll. They can kind of just run around each other in a way. I'm saying that's what they did. But that's the energy in the match. It's quick, high impact. I like that type of stuff. And it makes sense for guys that size. And he was able to pull out the victory on Kushida with a scary looking DDT. And that was what it took. So great debut on NXT 2.0. Not UK, but NXT for A-Kid. And A-Kid next week will go against Grayson Waller to see if he'll be in the NXT North American ladder match so see where he goes from there 
I personally feel like he may not make it in there just because he's just on the NXT scene. I feel like that would be pushing it just a bit too fast for him. But you never know. Cut to backstage. We had Legato Del Fantasma being interviewed. And they got interrupted by Rey Mysterio. Rey and Dominic Mysterio. There we go. I, should say. I didn't want to say Mysterio twice. And, you know... That's why I kind of mentioned earlier, like when I thought if they were going to have these main roster like crossovers with NXT, I thought it would be maybe one at a time, like Dolph Ziggler and then Robert Roode. I mean, they're a package because they're the dirty, dirty dogs. So that makes sense. And then you bring in Rey Mysterio and Dominic. I didn't think it would be just that many. I won't bring in the Miz because he was just there for the Miz TV segment, which he's not really feuding with somebody like directly. But I'm sorry, but I didn't mind seeing Ray and Dominic, but Ray should probably lead Dominic there. Just saying, like, I don't know. He kind of fit in with the whole vibe of what NXT is right now. And this is not, not a knock on him. I'm just saying that that's where he could probably go sharpen up some stuff there, you know, build himself up to maybe even being an NXT champion. And then you come back up to the main roster. And then we have a whole new energy and perception of you. But we'll see. Like I said, this was his first night there. And I just feel like Ray should be like, hey, man, you know what? It's been fun. But, like, after WrestleMania, you think you want to stay here? Sharpen up some stuff, you know? You know? It'll be bad. It's not like a demotion or anything. It's just sharpening up some stuff, you know? And... Dominic ended up pretty much getting laughed at by them. And he pretty much said, you know, which one of you guys want to take me on? And they're all like, oh, I guess, you know, like, that's the thing. Like, even, like, on storytelling-wise, people aren't really like, oh, my God, it's Dominic. You know, he's not at that level yet. That's why I'm like, maybe he should be there. That way he can get past that perception. And basically, it's set up for him to take on Raw Well, I'm sorry if I'm messing up that name. Raw Mendoza in a match to kind of prove, like, hey, I'm, you know, my dad's Ray Mysterio and I'm Dominic Mysterio. Like I say, he needs the type of statement type of matches. But we won't get to that match just yet. As we had called back to this entire little thing with Tiffany Stratton and Saray, where Tiffany wanted to. I don't know, criticize her necklace, or she said, I'll give you mine, and she said, no, I'm good, and that just made her so mad, like, she could have just been a grown-up and just said, okay, maybe she don't want my necklace, I'll just go walk away, but no, 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 had to go slam her head into the gate, whatever that was back there, now, Ray comes out, interferes in Tiffany's matches, and now, this is where it was kind of not funny, but they were going to have a mess, Ray and Tiffany, Saray came out first. She hadn't, I guess, transformed yet. That's right, transform. I like, you know, just transform. Like she hadn't used the necklace to transform into what she, you know, competes as. She got jumped before that. Tiffany ripped off the necklace. They fight all the way to the ring, or she gets beat to the ring. And then she says, I can go in the match. I'm like, you still got glasses on. Like, it's just... Me wearing glasses, sometimes I wear contacts. I just saw that and just went, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 take the glasses off. 
you can't wrestle with glasses. I'm sorry. And if you can, you're pretty impressive because I guess nobody touched your face or you haven't done a move that was fast enough to lose the glasses. I've seen the rock hit a rock bottom in sunglasses and never lose them, but that's the rock. So that explains that. But that match was not long, which I was hoping that, like I said, the whole glasses thing, I just couldn't take it. Tiffany Stratton hit that corkscrew uh, splash. And the first time I saw her do it, it was clean. It looked really nice. This one, no. I don't know if, like, Saray was just a bit off where she was laying by the turnbuckle. And maybe that threw her off, but it just looked a little funky. But it got her to win. I just criticized it because I've seen it look really clean and pristine. And it looks like a, it's a really nice-looking move. But it didn't look that nice this time, but it got the job done. So I guess I can't complain about the effect. I can only complain about the aesthetic. And Gunther shows up in the locker room to tell LA Knight that you pretty much talked your way into a championship match. And I don't like that. I like this little interaction because LA Knight was like, you know, you may be, you know, the sports and sports entertainment, but I'm both. And like, I kind of like that little thing of like, well, I can talk. I got charisma where you got, you know, I'm making this no knock on Gunther because Gunther can do that. Put his hands behind his back. You know, he finna do that to you. So the man don't really need to say much because he already going to do that to you in the ring. So I like that little dynamic. Everybody got their strengths and weaknesses. And that was that. I mean, I say I like I like the segment, but it was really not much coming out of it because pretty much LA Knight was like, if I win, you know, if you won the championship, you know, I'm not going anywhere. And that pretty much didn't go anywhere. It was a nice interaction, but it didn't really go anywhere. And Tommaso Ciampa would come out very slowly, very mellow, very chill. And I didn't know where he was going with this entire speech. You know, he was just giving his thank yous and his whole speech was over gratitude, which I guess, you know, he did stay on topic for a speech. If I was going to grade it in a speech class, I'd say, yeah, that's an A plus. You did stay on topic. You brought up things to fill your topic. But he dragged it out just a little too long. But it was deserved. It was very deserved. You know, he would reference, you know, NXT takeovers. And when he, you know, came out, no music, just booze, you know, he referenced that and what that moment was like. And just, like I said, just a lot of reflection on his time in NXT, which I got. Until Tony D'Angelo would creepily stand, like, I don't know where he came from. He didn't come from the entrance or anything. He just came out of nowhere. I don't know if he was under the ring listening the whole time. But he came up and proposed the match for stand to deliver against Tommaso Ciampa, which they would shake hands on it, and then he'd knee him. He would hit him with a knee. He would want to knee. Knee him in the gut and pretty much said, I'm going to be, it was always you, I'm going to be the Don of NXT. Not going to lie, it was cold. Like, it was a cold line. Like, when I say it, like, seeing it, it was kind of a little janky-janky, but I got the message, put it that way. So they will have a match at NXT stand to deliver. And that will determine the future of Tommaso Ciampa. I don't know if he's going to get called up fully to the main roster after that. Maybe that's his send-off. I'm not saying he's going to win or he's going to lose. 
I personally feel Tony D'Angelo needs to win more because after his like feud with Pete Dunne, he hasn't really done anything lately. So he kind of does need something to put that fire back on his side. So that's why I feel like that. I'm predicting really far ahead, but that's where I'm seeing this go. So excited for that. That'll really give us a taste of what will be next for him and Tommaso. So we shall see at Stand and Deliver. From there, we go to part of NXT 2.0 that I really don't care about, but it's here. And that's this weird thing with Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. And they had a, I knew they were going to have a match, but I got confused because they both came out together. And it made no sense. It's like if you guys are that heated that you will actually fight, why would you come out together? Like, it's just, you might as well just fall right there. Just fight up the ramp. Everybody else does it. It's cool now. But they come out all awkwardly. One person's trying to overtake the spotlight. And then it's just, it was stupid. The match itself wasn't even quick because Duke Hudson came out to pretty much distract Indy. And then Dexter came from under the ring to distract Persia. And then Indy was able to get a roll-up win. Something like, yeah, it was like a roll-up win to get the win over Persia Parada. And I'll be honest with you, I really cared less. I probably even turned away when they started having like a kiss off with each couple trying to show who's kissing more. And then they start taking shirt offs. And I'm not even going to go further into that because I didn't care when I saw it. I was just like, just hurry up and go past. But I'm guessing that's going to be a mixed tag match at standard deliver. I can already see it now because when they were all standing in there, like looking at each other. I'm thinking fists are going to fly, but no, they start kissing. So I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> Next, we got the Dominic Mysterio versus Raw. Raw, Raw, I'm a man, I'm a butcher that man's name. I'm so sorry. Raw Mendoza. And per I personally did not want Dominic to just come here and just beat Mendoza like that, only because I don't want it to seem like. He's never been there. He's on the main roster. Here's Mendoza. He's with, you know, Legato Del Fantasma and just squash him and then go back with his dad, you know, to WrestleMania. Like, it just would be pointless. But they kind of worked it to a way to not make, obviously, Dominic look bad to lose to someone in NXT while he's been on the main roster because he was distracted by Electra Lopez, which then brought out Alan Henley knock Electra Lopez off the apron. They're all staring at her, looking all crazy. And then Riggs and well, Brooke Jensen and Josh Riggs will come out behind her because they've been all hanging out together lately. And pretty much they were like, you know, hey, hey, you ain't going to do nothing. Then Ray Mysterio, Dex, Santos Escobar, which I feel like that planted a seed for a future match between those two, which I would love to see. And that was a distraction enough to be able to give Dominic an opportunity to take W over Mendoza. And like I said, I'll, it made sense for Dominic to win, but to win that way with a distraction softens it a bit. But like it doesn't look like he just came down and just squashed him or something like that. And now he's going to, you know, I just didn't want that. And I didn't get that. So I'm not even going to complain with the distraction. That's one time where distractions actually work. 
and softening a win a bit is still a win, but it's not a statement win. There's a difference. And I, like I said, Dominic probably should stay for a few months. After WrestleMania, obviously, I'm not saying he should stay there like next week, next week, and this is obviously not going to be a standard delivery, so that'd be a waste. But I don't know. Maybe he should pick a fight with somebody while he's there now, and then maybe that will make sense for when he comes back. And I just feel like he fits in right there. And the crowd, they didn't even know how to feel because at one point they're chanting Dominic, and then the next point they're like, you don't even go here, something like that. Old Mean Girls reference. So... I'm hoping he stays at some point. And now, man, Cora Jade, she did all these horror movie trap tactics, toxic attraction, only to have Mandy Rose's NXT Women's Championship. She was going to spray paint it, which I said, don't do that. You know, let's be adults here. Why tarnish property? I guess she gets into Mandy Rose's car, moves the mirror. And Mandy Rose has been sitting there because it's her car. But why would she sit in the backseat, obviously, in her own car? And she pretty much took her out, spray painted her, saying, you're not on my level. If you want my championship, I'll take you home. And that leads to a match between them at standard deliver for the NXT Women's Championship. And it's just crazy that Cora J went through all of that this whole night just to end up laid out, spray painted on. But she still gets a match. So I guess if you want to match, go get your go get your your mouse traps or he, whatever you want to call them. Trap a few people. They all get freed anyway at the end, and you get your championship match. So, barring the spray uh, spray paint, I guess that's a win for her. She got what she pretty much wanted. And man, we go back to the Creed brothers, still trying to figure out who jumped them last week. And I already told you guys who did it. It was MSK. Because when you look at a situation like this, it's like who who had more to gain in that? MSK, they're the ones that got a championship match opportunity out of it. So I'm assuming that they're the ones that created all of this. And when they asked who, who did it to come out and be a man, MSK came out. So now you really look guilty. And they still def- they still defended themselves, saying it wasn't them. But we we know we know you know, I know. Like we know we know what happened. We're not stupid. And so it was a really back and forth thing. And then Imperium would interrupt, but they would be way up at the top talking to them like, "Oh, you guys are so stupid trying to fight over something you won't get." And I pretty much saw this already coming a triple threat tag team match for the NXT championship matches. So everybody gets a chance to sit at the table and eat at standard deliver. And that's what's going to happen. And I can't complain. That's going to be fire. That way everybody has no excuses for what happens. Nobody's going to say, oh, so-and-so jumped me. Oh, I didn't jump you. They must have did it. You know, it. You know, none of that. None of that bull job is going to happen. We leave from that to our main event of LA Knights taking on Dolph Ziggler for the NXT Championship. And I was excited LA Knight was in this match, you know, in the main event, the title match for the NXT Championship. Can't complain. That's my guy. And this match, eh, 
you know, compared to a lot of the fast, high-octane matches, this one really wasn't one of them. But I didn't expect that out of those these two. So, I mean, it's nice to see a little difference in matches in the car. You don't want to see every match be a big, fast, you know, NASCAR, crazy, high-speed match. You know, sometimes you just want a really decent little slower match, I'll say. How about that? A little paced-out match. And with some little distraction from Robert Root Robert Root on the side, obviously, trying to hold his dude down. He's a dirty dog as well. Would help Dolph Ziggler get the victory with a super kick. I'll be honest, the finish felt a little flat. It didn't feel like I, I, I was hoping and feeling like a kickout was going to come, but it just didn't. And I can't stand endings like that where you feel like a kickout will happen, and it just don't. It's like, all right, I guess I thought you had more in you than I guess I was wrong. You know, it's just I don't like those finishes. They're like really flat. They're like leaving pop outside for a minute. Just flat. I guess y'all knew it flat, man. <laughs> but Ron Breaker during the match was shown finally coming back. Maybe he took some tums or something. After he went to Burger King and got there, he left earlier. Now he feels better. He storms in right after the match. Grabs the microphone, has the microphone very far away from his mouth because how Brown Breaker talks. I'm not complaining. I love when Brown Breaker talks. It's a lot of energy. It's like you see his dad, but you hear his uncle. And it's the coolest combination, obviously. I mean, honestly, I love it. But he said, you know, I was never pinned, which is true. Tommaso was pinned last week in that triple threat match. So technically, he never actually lost. He lost the match, obviously, but he didn't lose it directly. So he said he wants a rematch. At standard deliver with Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler said, anytime, any place, and standard deliver sounds like a pretty good place. So the standard deliver car is very quickly filling itself out now. And it's looking nice. Like I said, we'll have that NXT North American ladder match once it's all filled out. That'll be a nice match right there. And we're going to have the NAC championship on the line, obviously. Dolph Ziggler and Braun Breaker. And the NXT championship, tag team championships on the triple threat. Mandy Rose versus Cora J for the NXT women's championship. Whatever grudge matches want to fit in as well. So this episode of NXT, I would say minus the Cora J trap, whatever you want to call it, technique she did on Toxic Attraction. Minus that, like I said, she could have just hit somebody with a chair and just took the title and you would have got the same result. You got the title, they're knocked out, call it a day. But all this trapping somebody in a dumpster and, and gates and all that, okay, whatever, I didn't need all that. It's just too much. But barring all that, this was not a bad episode at all. It, It's like I said, it's we're on that road now to WrestleMania, obviously, but on NXT terms, we're on that road to NXT Stand and Deliver. So we're getting there pretty, pretty fast. And I give this episode about, give it an A minus. A minus. It, it has some crazy, like I said, I didn't see an LA Knight and Dolph Ziggler main event coming. So, and it made sense when it happened. So I can't complain about that at all. But all in all, it's been me, 
your guy. And I will catch you all on the next episode. But before I go, I want to leave you with this because in remembrance of the late great Scott Hall, hard work pays off, dreams come true, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. And I'm going to sign off on that. I'm going to catch you guys later on the next Hill Turn episode that I am. So be on the lookout tomorrow for Izzy's AEW Dynamite review, which I hope he don't bring me up in because it's going to have to get ugly on Thursday. Y'all don't want that, do you? Maybe you do. So that's all for me. Catch you guys later. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.